when you plot something in a world that is that like full of lies, like everybody's lying, let's just assume that nothing is true. That's put a pretty good plot. Yeah. For the reader is a pretty good experience for the reader. Welcome back to the next episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Books, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Jamie is here to talk about the book, First Lie Wins, which I realized was actually published this year, right? So this it is, is like brand, brand, brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. That's the advantage of working at a library. There's and it's new books everywhere. Already a Reese's pick. Oh, oh yes. Wait, I thought that... for a second, I'm like, Reese's Pieces? No, Reese <laughs> Witherspoon. Right. And... It is getting almost difficult not to select a book that is either not like Reese or Jenna or Oprah or, Oprah or, or somebody's like, book club. Like every, and I'm not complaining. I do think this is good. I think I'm just jealous, as we know, that I would like to have a <laughs> national book club pick that everyone's reading. But there's so many now. So yes. they all have little stamps on them, and I could never remember so who's are they, who's. Was this one chosen before it came out, if it's already a pick? Or was it chosen Yeah, because it's been the out for like week? six days, right? Of, <laughs> is that it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it... Yeah, because it came out January 2024 and it's only the 10th. Yeah. And I just finished. I this is I mean, it's not funny, but I thought I was done with it. And then I remembered, oh, I have like 30 minutes left in that book because I was going through for this <laughs> podcast preparing. And I'm like, I do not remember what happened to that character in the end. And it turned out because <laughs> you hadn't read because that I part. hadn't read that part. So I had I read it. This Which morning. that's where all the twisty stuff happens. And the third, the, like last, the last stuff. Piece. Yeah. Even yeah. I thought was going to be a bigger twist. But yeah, I read it on my drive in. And by read, I mean, I was listening to it in my car. So I did finish it just as I pulled into the parking lot. So we're all good. Fantastic. And you're very fresh on this title now. So. I should yeah, very fresh. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> having to remember very much. But I don't this is a super plotty. Is that a plotty? No. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a word, but it could be. Yeah. It's a plotty book. And it's a psychological thriller. So I'm going to try to avoid spoilers. So we should just end yeah. this podcast right now. There we go. That's Nothing it. I can That's say. Your <laughs> Would you say that the pacing is fast paced then? It's a nice pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very nice pace. It's and you know, I, again, used to read literary fiction and all that stuff. You would want to, you know, people would think you were smart for reading, but I love psychological thrillers. Be- I think you've said before that it's kind of like your your. Palette, palette cleanser. cleanser, like candy book, like yeah. that kind of thing. But I, then that's where my conundrum. That's a good word, right? Yeah. My conundrum now is like. I liked it so much or, you know, I like the experience of reading it. I would like to do another psychological thriller right Mm -hmm. now, but then I think I need to go and mix it up a little. Yeah. I don't know. A bunch of us, when we were talking about our reading goals for this year, just decided to be more indulgent. Like, <laughs> keep yeah, reading what we no. like. So. And that's, um, and it, strangely, I did choose a book last night and I chose, I think it's called Frozen River and it's somebody else's book club pick. It may be mm-hmm. Jenna's, uh, <laughs> who knows, who, Good Morning America or something, but it has really good reviews. Okay. So, and it's sort of, I believe, a historical with a big mystery situation in it. So, but for, for this one, indulgent. you said that 30 minutes that you expected a larger twist did it not deliver was it still wrapped up well or yeah it was wrapped up with a really nice bow like (laughs) it turned into it didn't turn into a romance I mean don't get me wrong this book is not a romance but there Mm -hmm. was a romantic relationship between the main character and someone else and then a lot of suspicion and you know all the Mm -hmm. you know twists and turns and then the at certain points you are wondering how he fits into all of this yeah and you find out in the end Okay. At the very end. Dang. Yeah, because I, I almost forgot about him because it was a, you know, the book went in another direction. 
I can tell. I can say a few things about the plot. Probably. All right. Yeah. Main, let's start with what's the name of the main character? What's her deal? Oh no, that's the hardest question yet. Uh, oh. because, <laughs> because was that the first the line? Main line. Yeah. Well, yes, she has many names because okay. her her backstory is. I think her real name, I guess, is Luca. But her backstory is she grew up poor in a trailer. Her mom dies of cancer when she's young. She gets mixed up in in a little bit of against the law stuff and is picked up by a mysterious crime boss who gets her out of trouble and then employs her. His name is Mr. Smith. No. Oh, right. And she's she never meets Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith uses one of those voice changers. This is a reverse Charlie's Angels situation. Yeah, yeah, exa- <laughs> yes. I'm uh, guessing his first name is John. John. No, so then he employs her to assume identities and do jobs. Okay. So she has marks, you know, this is your mark, this is your job, gets, you know, the secret files, gets all the information from like a UPS, not UPS, but like a dead post drop. office box, dead drop. Oh, okay. is that, oh Leslie knows. <laughs> See, what what do we not know about your past? <laughs> Plenty. Yes. She, she gets all, you know, the information like that. Burner phones. There's so many burner phones in this novel. And so she meets this guy named Ryan on a job, but now her name is Evie Porter. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the identity she assumes. And one of the, the most interesting things that happens pretty early on, they're in a small town. They're in Louisiana, Katie. Katie's from Louisiana. I am. <laughs> yes. And so is the author. They're in this small Louisiana town and they're at like a country, a derby party, maybe like a country club situation. And they run into one of his old friends from high school or college and his new girlfriend who looks a lot like Evie. Evie's like, "Mm, she looks a lot like me. And when they're introduced, this woman introduces herself and says, oh, my name's Luca. Oh, and I am from this town in, I think, South Carolina, which was the same. So, so she's assumed her real identity. Oh, wow. And so (laughs) Evie can't figure out what's at play here. Like, did the boss, did Mr. Smith send this woman yeah. To like throw a wrinkle in it. Like she's not entirely sure. Damn. And her boyfriend, Evie's boyfriend, who's not really Evie, but you get you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. He's her mark. Mm-hmm. Right. She becomes his girlfriend intentionally so that she can get information on his company to send back to Mr. Smith. But then the Luca number two shows up and she's like, Oh, something is going on here. Something oh, is afoot. Gosh. Yeah. So give us an idea, like on a scale of, I don't know, like stealing letters to murdering people. Like how shady (laughs) is this business that she's in? She does not murder people. And that I think the author very intentionally keeps her very likable. Mm -hmm. And even though she's morally compromised because she's working, you know, with this guy, she tends to stay on the side of right. Okay. So that we continue Is to root for her. Is it more like a corporate her. espionage type oh, thing? Oh, no. There's some or okay. kind of like mob. Yeah, too. I mean like mob kind of okay. stuff, theft stuff. Okay. She does steal, right? But that's mm-hmm. not, it's not as bad it's as, not as killing. Bad as murder, right? It's know. not. But there are dead bodies in the book. You know, Mr. Smith would do anything to get what he wants. So there's a lot in there's a lot of like you don't know who is who you don't know who Mr. Smith is mm-hmm. you Evie doesn't know who Luca number two is and yeah there's a lot of that. a lot working in the background that mm-hmm. Evie is trying to uncover yeah and speaking of background then it goes into different identities she's had for different jobs and mm-hmm. what those jobs were because it all comes together in the end okay. because even though she's part of a con right now she's also part of a long con <laughs> that she is working. 
So. So I feel like the nature of her work would require a fair bit of travel. Is that true? Or does she mostly stay in Louisiana? For the, for this job, right, because her mark is, is this guy, Ryan, it's Louisiana. But she's done jobs all throughout the South. Oh, it was okay. it was sort of funny in the book. It's even like I don't know why all my jobs have been in the South. Maybe Mr. Smith has a whole other set of people, you know, working in the different North. regions. Yes, different huh. regions. So Mr. Smith has a wide web of people. Wow. Yeah. So we mentioned before the interview that this author has mostly written YA. This is their first adult novel. Did the pacing? Did the plot did any of that feel reminiscent of a YA mystery novel or no that's what was so when I was googling her in preparation for this Mm -hmm. podcast and learned that she had written several YA novels you know for teens that have done very well yeah I was surprised because Mm -hmm. this being her first adult it does not seem at all like it should have been could have been or was close to a teen book especially because it seems like in YA she started kind of more rom-com and then moved towards like YA mystery and then I guess was like I need to go further more mysterious things need to happen Happen, yeah (laughs) yeah that was very good although one thing I like about YA is sometimes I feel like it's a way that brand new like debut authors can kind of test out what works for them so it's almost like they're workshopping their YA stuff Mm -hmm. I enjoy experimental things so I kind of like reading some of the debut authors in that section before they kind of you know figure out what they want to do long term yeah and this book it's it's doing very well you know it's Mm -hmm. on all the list and it's it's selling and I think the reason I mean this subgenre of mystery the psychological thriller is very popular but she managed to kind of get what to me would be a new idea i mean like you've read you know there's a woman living next door in the attic like that's pretty common (laughs) she she managed to get some really interesting plot pieces did it remind you of any thrillers that you've recently read? I'm going to say no. And I think that's what that's pretty why people are passing remarkable. it around. I mean, especially the part. I'm, I mean, I am giving that part away, but it happens early on. At first, I was just kind of playing along with it. Like, it's pretty typical. But then when that Luca number two shows up, then you're like, OK, well, this is sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. You're wondering, just like she's wondering, what's what's at play? What is going on? What is Mr. Smith up to? And when you... When you plot something in a world that is that like full of lies, like everybody's lying, let's just assume that nothing is true. That's a pretty good plot. Yeah. For the reader. It's a pretty good experience for the reader. And I don't know if this is giving anything away. It probably is, considering it's a thriller and a mystery. You said that she has her own long con going on. Is this something that she has decided on before she even started working with Mr. Smith? Is this like a goal of her life? (laughs) No. She it is it is inspired by Mr. Smith. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Because in the end, you know, if you're in a business like that, right, you have given up your own life. Mm -hmm. But at some point she wants her life back yeah you know she wants to go back to her hometown she wants a house with a picket fence she wants a garden Mm -hmm. but she's gotten tied up in all this other stuff but when she's presented with the woman who's using her original identity she can't go back to her life because it's already been taken by somebody else Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the does she have people she wants to go back to? So no, I mean, you know, if if you were Mr. Smith Leslie, you would oh, choose. I know. Yes, you Somebody would choose. No connections. Yes, you would choose people to work for you that didn't have close family, right? Mm-hmm. People from foster care or people whose parents you know, had died and you wouldn't want to be in this business if you had somebody you really cared about either because that would put them in jeopardy. So she's got lots of lone wolf situation going on. I really, I really like 
books or movies that talk about that side of like spycraft, I guess, Mm. because that's always what I think about when someone has all these false identities and is involved in all of these very like shady things. I'm just like, they're never going to let you go. (laughs) Correct. Like, why would they? Yeah. You are the weakest link in the chain. chain, Right. You're you're going to die. Right. Yeah. Which is killed, which is why I love like when there's a new way to like talk about how people attempt to or possibly succeed in getting out of that lifestyle it sounds really interesting especially i like you said i don't think i've ever run into a situation like that that i was reading or watching where the person is also being like their identity is being taken over that's see now i'm sitting here like i wonder why i guess i should read it you should read it now and it's a it's a very fast read right because it's very plot driven and Mm -hmm. you want to turn the pages did you like the narrator Yes. Okay. Yeah, of the book, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a movie, of course. Already. Um, it's, and I picture it. I think, who did, I think Hulu bought it, so I oh, picture okay. it as being like a short series, mm-hmm. and possibly the way this book ends, there could be a season one and a season two and a season three. Oh, okay. Like it could. There could be more books or there could be more story, but it is going to translate really, really well to the screen. So apart from people who already really like mystery and thrillers, are there other readers that you think should try to pick up this book. You know, that's a, you know, I was just this is interesting that you asked that and I was thinking would I recommend this book to I say a dude, right? And that's an interesting question because this is a very female focused psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, of course, anybody can read anything, but it's it's really there is a whole lot of people who like psychological yeah. thrillers and psychological fiction, so that and anybody there was there was one I read reviews and one woman was like five reasons you should not read this book and so I was curious and the the top one she said is there's no believability you can't buy into the story Mm -hmm. and her primary reason was that like Evie went to rent a car and it was just way too easy for her and you know how hard (laughs) it is to rent a car with your identities and I'm like no you were underestimating the ability to get a false identity like are, i can't do it you can't do it but like there are people yeah who can do it people are all the time getting in trouble for going to jail for like creating false like paperwork and identities there comes a point where you're so committed to trying to make things as realistic as possible that you're like it reminds me of those historical fiction books that get bogged down in details because they're trying yeah. to make sure that you know they did their research yeah. like no and like the, my takeaway is like to pull off all this stuff you need a lot of tech Right. You need a lot of listening devices. You need a lot of cameras everywhere. You need a lot of. Feels like Mr. Smith would have that considering. He did. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes, he did. Considering he was introduced as a voice changing phone. Yes. There are eyes everywhere. I mean, even like how he selected her or how he selects anyone who would work for him. Like she was about to get arrested for a petty crime. Yeah. And then, of course, he had an inside with the police department and they let her go. But they gave her to him. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. And that's, I don't want to ask any more questions because I don't want to know. I don't want to know who Mr. Smith really is. Nah. <laughs> uh, okay, so now like we're going to get to the end. Spoilers abound. <laughs> Tell us just the whole story. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll talk, we'll talk again after you've read it, readers. Let's <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> All good. right. Thank you so much for bringing us a thrilling new read for and a new book for the new year. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.